Check out the new EP from Lana Winterholt, Hold On To Me, which was fully conceived, recorded, and released in quarantine. Six tracks with a range of sounds from lo-fi beats to acoustic, pop to instrumental ballads, yet uniquely Lana Winterholt sound. All sales from digital downloads on Bandcamp and physical CDs will be donated to organizations who are committed to working against racism. This episode is also brought to you by uh, an anonymous donor that decided to use the uh, cost of an ad to encourage people to check out Winnipeg Harvest and help them out during this time of uncertainty and, and weirdness due to the coronavirus pandemic. So you can find out a lot of information at uh, winnipegharvest.org about how you can get involved as a volunteer, how you can help, and how you can donate food to people in need. Hey, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone who supported the show recently. We had a lot of people buying ads, a lot of people uh, signing up as patrons, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can go to patreon.com slash and help support the show. The podcast will always be free, so this isn't something where I'm going to make it behind a paywall or anything. It's basically just a way to throw some change in the guitar case if you like what you're hearing. So I want to give a big shout out to the two most recent patrons, Bill Northcott and Dana Moore, and everyone else who supported the show in any way, whether it's just listening, sharing a link with a friend, signing up as a patron, buying an ad, anything is awesome. I really appreciate it. You know, we're past 500 episodes now, and I hope to get to 500 more. Thanks a lot. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Rich Police Radio! Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Rich Police Radio! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am uh, once again doing a remote call, and if you've been listening to the show for the past few months, this is kind of the new normal. The pandemic has made talking to people in person not impossible, but kind of, you know, maybe not the best idea. <laughs> and uh, so I'm doing this. Usually, uh, lately, it's been one or two people on the phone with me. This time we have uh, a whole group, which is, you know, it's happened before. It's always questionable as far as sound quality, but let's just hope for the best, and uh, hopefully this works out. So I think the best way to get things started is... I have a lot of questions about your record. I know you have a new release coming out. You have a, a big show happening. But just to start things off, let's just go around the uh, the phone here and everyone introduce themselves and what they do in the band. Hi, I'm Violet. I'm the lead singer. And I'm Keith. I'm the guitar player. And my name is Travis. I play drums in Helfreya. Cool. And I think this is, uh, you know... It's weird that you're all in the same place, but you're in different uh, different areas. And I, I mean, I hope this works out. Uh, you can you never really know until you listen back to it afterwards. But I'm glad we can get everyone here because, like I said, it's been kind of hard lately to get a full band on the podcast because just because of the nature of this uh, this remote thing. But maybe before we get into the album, because I know that's obviously what you guys are uh, excited about at the moment, and you have the show coming up. But what's the background of this band? Um, how long has this actually been a unit? The the four four of you. Since February of 2019, so we're very new yeah. as a as the four of us. Um, but we all have different experiences with music for probably 25 years ish. Okay, each of us. Yeah. Okay, I can offer a little background there, just in terms of uh, Travis and I were in bands since he was about 16. That's kind of where the 25 years comes from. Okay, and. Uh, Played all the bars in town, really enjoyed the live music scene, went through a few bands, and uh, we had their, our lead singer retire and our bass player retire. 
that's at which point uh, we we found Violet through kind of the internet, and Russ was a longtime friend of ours that we jammed with for many years. And as soon as we met Violet, we knew things were going to be pretty special. And uh, in my opinion, they, they have. Cool. Well, and I mean, Violet, you've been on the show before, but with a very, very different project. I mean, this is uh, considerably uh, heavier than your, your other group, right? <laughs> this, this is considerably heavier yeah. and a very different vocal style from from what I've done with, uh, with what is now the King of the Kind. Yeah. So this is um, this is heavy. This is. Uh, chest voice. This is some screaming. I do some screaming. People never knew I could do. I didn't even know I could do that until I did it with this band. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, these guys have really pushed me out of my comfort zone in so many different ways, and uh, I just enjoy rising to the challenges that they give me. Usually, the challenge is the wall of sound, or it's Travis. Just Travis. <laughs> yeah. Were you Maybe in- just to, oh, to sorry, touch on that. Go ahead, yeah. We don't. We don't necessarily write music that's necessarily uh, vocal friendly or easy to sing to. But okay. when we uh, jammed with Violet the first time, it clicked right away. So we knew we found someone that would work because she could actually sing to our music, which was really nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, this is a shitty question. Yeah, I, I could actually create melodies. Nice. That's important. <laughs> that's important having a band, right? Um, I kind of hate asking this question, but I ask everyone it because you know we're in an era where you need to file everyone away in your brain or in the record store or online in some kind of category or another. So, how do you define the music that you play? I mean, again, it's a super hard question because there's so many subgenres of subgenres of subgenres out there. But do you have like kind of a quick and quick and easy way to sort of say, yeah, this is what we do? That's a very tough one, like you said. Yeah. And, and we, we've been discussing this actually for quite some time. And uh, when we first, you know, got some of the f- few songs going, uh, Violet was like, yeah, so we're, you know, we're obviously in a metal band of some kind. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you just, you, you're like, <laughs> you just revealed to me that uh, we were in a metal band. And then we started looking up actually all these definitions of all these subgenres, including like alt metal and others. And sure. I found out many, many of my favorite bands were actually in that category. Uh, so that's kind of how the conversation started. I don't know, Violet, you can jump in as to kind of what we've been uh, uh, defining ourselves. Yeah, it was all alternative metal was okay. what we had found, especially having a, a female vocalist on such heavy music. You know, you get the Evanescence feel and you get sure. Hailstorm out of it. Um, you know, uh, I've been recently compared to Tarja, and that's Nightwish, and uh, Christina Scabia from Lacuna Coil. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's your alternative metal for female singers. And, and then we also have this really nice prog rock sound where I could easily compare us to Tool and Pink Floyd, and I know that these guys, um, those are some of their major influences. So, so yeah, so we're definitely like sort of half prog rock and half alternative metal is okay. sort of where we live. Do you think there's a space for where you fit within the local music scene? Because, you know, the metal scene is so vast and deep and there's so many, you know, different pockets of it and everything. But like you said, you have the prog side of it too. Do you sort of, have you figured out kind of where you belong or are you some weird nebulous thing floating around, you know, outside of all of that? <laughs> um, I like being a weird nebulous thing, but I mean, we generally... Um... <laughs> I mean, I like not fitting in. That's sort of my deal in life. Sure. I just don't fit in. Um, 
But we find that any bands that are coming in from out of town that are also female fronted, you know, usually usually we're up for that or any other locally female fronted bands. We play really well with them. Uh, you know, I mean, shows nowadays, especially local shows, um, you're not really relegated to one genre. Yeah. You can kind of switch it up a little bit. And, and that's really nice. So we will play with whomever wants to play a show with us and doesn't mind our sound. Cool. Do you think that you fit in well with uh, like a variety of bands? I mean, you know, again, like the metal scene is so diverse here that, I mean, you could have on the same bill a band playing basically your sound and then a death metal band, which is drastically different. Oh. But... Well, and that's that's kind of what we what we have coming up on Saturday is, I mean, we're playing with Eternal now. Yeah. And, you know, they have a very hard rock sound. And then Black Optic has a very uh, death metal sound, okay. I would say. Their their sound is quite heavy, quite a bit heavier than ours. Uh, but, I mean, I've also looked at, you know, I've also been listening to Juniper Bush recently yeah, yeah. and, you know, yeah. Disney Mystics, um, you know, and Trampoline. I mean, I think these these ladies are wonderful. Paige Drobot, we would do a show with her in a heartbeat. Yeah, so. she's awesome, yeah. Yeah, she's great. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people in in Winnipeg that, that have absolutely amazing bands that we would love to do shows with, and, and we've talked about quite a few of them already. And cool. it's just a matter of, you know, like navigating navigating the pandemic and figuring out when when it'll be safe to, to do that in a in a bigger capacity, I suppose. Well, in my... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Travis. My experience has been that uh, we have metal influences in our band so that when we play shows with more, I guess, pure metal bands, we tend to fit in and then we bring a different element to those shows. So okay. I've never felt like that we don't fit in uh, with the metal scene in Winnipeg. I think we complement it and that's why uh, I enjoy playing with those bands and we can kind of bring a different element to those shows for their fans and vice versa. So I find it's always complimentary uh, cool. in my opinion. How has yeah, the uh, how has the pandemic affected you guys? I mean, I know you're obviously you have a record coming out kind of while this is going on. Has it been? Uh, it's been difficult for everyone, right? Because there's no shows and there's uh, until very recently. But what is what has the experience been like? Uh, you know, in terms of rehearsing or, or writing or, or even just getting together. Well, fortunately for me, uh, we recorded most of the album prior to the pandemic hitting, or all yeah. of it, in fact. And so uh, I've just spent hundreds of hours mixing and mastering along with input from the rest of the band. And Travis uh, has education in this area and you know went to school specifically for it and taught me everything that I know about it. And unfortunately, we couldn't do it together. Okay. Uh, so what we had to do is just be kind of creative on uh, here's a draft, and then he would send me these detailed notes, like pages of notes about a symbol in a certain spot or, uh, you know, any instrument in general. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think we're after a few weeks of doing that, we got a pretty good rhythm. And because we've spent so long creating music that I felt like he was able to communicate exactly what he was thinking or very close, and so I would be not too, too far from it on the next version. Well, that's, yeah, it's, it's nice to have. The yeah, that was actually very advantageous. Yeah, so that pandemic, Sorry, yeah, the pandemic allowed me to go in a tunnel for that amount of time. To, to yeah, it's that. like a, an odd benefit yeah. of the pandemic, right? Usually, it's, yeah, been, it's exactly. been negative for everyone, but having that kind of time to to get that focus in on it—that's that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. All Father who art in Asgard, 
Odin be thy name. different uh doing mixing from isolation normally i'm more hands-on in the process so uh, i was basically listening in my car at home in my garage for hours on end to the mixes keith was making and then i would make notes and send those to him so uh that that was a bit different i think that made the process a bit longer but 
it did allow for us to kind of focus on it more as well. Okay. And uh, certainly, uh, I, we couldn't have done it without the amount of time Keith spent on it. So uh, I definitely want to acknowledge how much time and effort he put into doing it uh, by himself, countless hours just listening and working on it. So without him doing that, uh, it wouldn't have been possible to get the album released in time. So it's really awesome he could do that. Cool. No, thanks, man. As a, uh, as a, regu- a relatively new band, listening back to the album now that you spent all that time on it you know not let alone mixing and everything but re- recording it too writing the songs and all this um how do you feel about the end result like do you feel it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a good representation of what you've been working towards sonically i think so overall, i really enjoyed like, it. it it's it's i'm always my own worst critic so it's difficult to uh you know, I guess always be satisfied. You're always pushing for the best possible. But when you listen back, I compare it to other albums of my favorite bands. Overall, I'm, I'm satisfied with the result that we came up with, considering the circumstances and so on. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and you, just to put it out there, um, we did record this in uh, in Keith's home studio. Okay. So this is all like a, a homegrown band we didn't go to a professional studio and we didn't hire anybody to mix or master. We just did it ourselves. So uh, when you're listening to it back, I mean, just keep that in mind that we, we produce this from front to back. It's all us. Yeah. And uh, there were no other hands involved in the process. It was just the four of us uh, doing what we do. And that was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was very different for me. I've never, I haven't done a lot of recordings, so this was actually a really cool experience. Cool. And for me, the production is part of the art itself. Right. Uh, you know, probably could have saved myself a lot of heartache and time. Uh, just hand it off to someone and say, hey, do this. But that would have been impossible for me mentally. I just, I would not be able to handle that from an artistic standpoint. Okay, okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out the way you wanted to, too, right? Because it's, I mean, now it's, it's, it's out there and it's... You, Kind of uh, what once it, once it's done though, once you've you know worked on all this and spent all this time in in, the, in quarantine, kind of making it perfect. Once it's out there, do you kind of? Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this. Like, do you feel like the band is now? When you're playing a show, I guess this is the best way to put this. When you're playing a show coming up soon, like coming up this weekend, do you feel like those songs now are are old, or do you think they're still kind of actively representative of the sound that you guys have? Because a lot of people, once they've spent all that time on a record that I've talked to on the show, they they, they very much like feel like, okay, I'm done this now, this is over, <laughs> now I want to work on something completely yeah. new. Or do you still feel they're fresh because of the circumstances we're in? Well, well, Russ, why don't you give that one an answer? Um. I think because we haven't like progressed into the next phase of writing or developing additional tracks, mm-hmm. it still feels like these songs are fresh, alterable, and still that kind of living, not set in stone type of... Um, it's not an artifact yet. It's still something that's uh, under product or in production, in at least in some point. Sure. And I will add to that, that um, coming back after having a, a long break from jams, we started performing our set, and, uh, and then we started giving each other all these weird looks because uh, our songs, Rebellion and State of Emergency, just so happened to be very uh, current 
just very, very current. Sure. Sure. Uh, rebellion is about protests and uh, state of emergency. Well, we've been in one in Manitoba. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so and we wrote these songs last year, so we weren't trying to you know, foresee anything, but here we are. And so we would kind of look at each other and go, Ooh, that's uh that's going to strike a few chords. Yes. <laughs> that's like a happy accident, right? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. A, yeah. It was a happy accident. We're like, actually, these songs are now very current. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I was going to ask about the subject matter on the record too, because I mean, the name of the band, the album title, some of the song titles, it's very kind of heavily in that, that Norse sort of Viking type stuff going on. So what is the inspiration behind that? I don't know. I just I started writing a song called Shield Maiden mm-hmm. when we our fir- very first jam back in February 2019. You know, we were working on some of uh, some of the things from a 2015 album that these guys had put together with uh, a previous band called Wormhole. Okay. And uh, and and we just this was the first song that I'd written for them called Shield Maiden, and I was really just feeling those Norse. Celtic uh, Viking roots of mine, and uh, because I am Icelandic, and okay. so, so I was just writing in that vein, and you know, writing the story of my ancestors, which is generally how I roll. So I wrote Shield Maiden, and then I wrote A Noon right after that, and uh, and then I had written Odin's Prayer, so I brought that to to the table as well, and then we developed that song. And by the time we had three songs that were really strongly Norse and Celtic influenced, um, that's when we were like, okay, this is kind of the the what uh, the direction our our band is going in. So okay. it worked out really well. Um, and then quite a few of the other songs just had that uh, just sort of fall right in. They just sort of fall really well in there. Like Rebellion falls falls nicely into that category. Um, and and I would even say dreaming falls into that category as well. So
is that a vibe that you you kind of uh, uh, I mean I know you said you just sort of that was the first song you wrote and it, it fit it fit the sound and everything but is that something you want to continue with it is focusing on that kind of almost historical uh, mythological kind of uh, kind of content I will probably continue down that road to some degree um, I love the um, I love the symbology I love the stories I love the mythology behind it I've done a lot of studying in that uh, in that area as well so I can I can pull out so many cool things that we can write about we'll never we'll never run out of things to write so awesome. that'll be great <laughs> Well, it gives you yeah. lots of options for stage shows too, right? I mean, if you want to get really crazy with the props, <laughs> a lot of directions you can go. It's true. Yeah. I for mean, sure. if you come see me on Saturday, half of my face will be a skull. Yeah, so. cool, cool. So that's the album cover, right? That, that photo of you with the with the skull face? That is a photo of me with the skull face, yeah. And then I did some, some artsy Photoshopping online and came up with the album cover, so. Cool. Yeah, it's a very striking album cover. Like the, you know, the, seeing the, the skull face there, like that. Was that uh, a group decision to go that way, or did you just sort of come up with that on your own? Uh, well, it had started with a T-shirt design, which we had made because going out uh, without an album is fine, but you always want to have merchandise for people to remember you. So sure. we hired Manfish Inc. to make our first shirt design. And again, we had that idea of the goddess of death, which is hell, and the goddess of love, which is Freya. And they're kind of facing off against one another, and you have the tree of life in the background. So I took that t-shirt design, and then I manipulated it, and and my face with half the skull, which again represents both sides. It represents the goddess of death and the goddess of love. And, And that's how we came up with the album cover. So yeah, we just kind of stuck with our branding. Yeah, yeah. So to speak. (laughs) <laughs> well, it works right i do I mean, too much work on that i do too much branding stuff most people don't think about that kind of thing and i do yeah well for the for the rest of the guys in the band like how, how do you guys feel about the subject matter and the content that uh, of the lyrics and, and of that kind of you know cultural elements to the music i i think it's uh very in line with what we have sorry we just got a little technical issue there yeah, no worries. yeah. uh so from so let's wait for Travis to <laughs> exit there. Uh, with Wormhole, we had some of the same themes. Okay. And, you know, myself, uh, you know, my my wedding ring, for example, is a Lord of the Rings replica of, like, the ring. Sure, okay. So, yeah. uh, with Elvish on it. So uh, certainly something that, like, artistically I like. We're, we're big into originality, I would say, in general, uh, I, as a group of myself in particular. And I know everyone says that, but we certainly strive for that actively as much as possible. And like you said, this has a wide breadth of options to provide us a, a good canvas for doing that with having some boundary around it. Sure. Yeah. So. Cool, cool. So the album is, uh, people can hear it now, right? Before, even though the show is happening on the weekend, yes. it's out on Bandcamp and uh, presumably everywhere else. Spotify, uh, yes. yeah, iTunes, the whole nine yards. Cool. Have you had any reception yet? Like, has anyone uh, given you feedback on what they think of it so far? I've heard from a couple of friends of mine who have said that they love it. They think it's amazing and they're just happy to come to the show on cool. Saturday. So. I'm excited for that. What was, what was the last time you played a show together? I mean, it's got to have been a, quite a while at this point, right? <laughs> we played Local Leading Ladies in November. That was the last show? Bulldog, yeah, at Bulldog Event Center, yeah. This is not the test. 
how rusty are you guys after all that? We had Not some rust. Yeah, but bad. we just kicked off a bunch of it tonight, so I think we'll be ready for Saturday. For sure. Cool, cool. And is this, are you hoping that, like, I mean, I, I know shows are so weird right now. I've been to a show at the Park Theater since this has kind of been happening, and everyone's spaced out and social distancing and stuff. Like, do you think that this is kind of an opening to start playing more shows, or is it still going to be very uh, sporadic just because of the weird situation everyone's in? I mean, that depends. That depends on the opportunities that come our way after this show. It's possible that we'll play another one sooner than later, but yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I and mean, you'd expect that, that people are going to be anxious to get out. I mean, it's really, I think the second wave, if if it comes, will influence that pretty substantially. Of but, course, yeah. you know, if Manitoba continues to behave itself really well, <laughs> then I think that uh, it's going to be good. Well, yeah, and I, I know, I realize nobody knows at this point, right? It's such a it's such a question mark. Like, it's great the shows are still starting to happen, and but it's it's so it's so strange because, uh, like, yeah. I went to the first show the park had once they reopened, and it was it was great to see a show, but it was very strange situation just seeing the, the <laughs> tiny crowd and everyone sitting far away from each other and no one standing up and. But yeah, it's 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 a I show, right? That show too. Yeah, it's a show. A show is great. A show is like if you can have one, it's awesome, right? So, what are the details of the show that's coming up on Saturday? Uh, so Saturday, doors at 8, music starts at 9. Uh, Ronnie Lyrebrook and the Electric are opening, and then Eternal Now, then it's us, then Black Optic is going to close out the night. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be drinks and merch and all sorts of things you can get from all of the bands that night as well. So. And presumably there's your, your limited typical, tickets? Your typical Winnipeg show. Uh, tickets are on Eventbrite, and okay. you can also most likely get them at the door. Um, we're limited to 100 people for this show, right. so you know, make sure to get there early if you're coming out. Uh, tickets are only $10. And I'm guessing that people are going to be seated? Like, is it one of those uh, everyone's kind of given assigned seating? Yeah. It, well, well, it's the Park Theatre, so they've got the tables all set up now, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's pretty much seating only. How does that feel as a band that plays aggressive music? I mean, you're playing heavy music. You're you're playing, you know, pretty much any type of rock music. The idea is that you're you're up on stage, you're moving, you want people to move. Is that going to suck some of the fun out of it, or are you going to have to find a new way to kind of enjoy yourselves when you see the crowd being very calm? Uh, for me, I guess personally, it won't affect me. I'm so focused when I play. I often don't look at the crowd. I, I try and make a point to look at the crowd to see what's happening, and I do get energy from the crowd, but um, it, it'll be different. I haven't been to a show since the COVID situation, and I'm not really sure what to expect, but I'm just looking forward to uh, sharing our music with people and seeing how they react. Cool. So if someone is hearing about you guys for the first time on this podcast, and you know, regardless of the show on Saturday, whether they hear this, they could hear this three months from now, and maybe maybe the COVID will be over, hopefully, and you'll be playing more shows, and you'll be more, you know, easier to find you. What's the best way to for find sure. you guys online, to find out where to hear your music and, and hear the record, and then check about upcoming shows if there are any? Uh, well, Helfreya Band on Facebook. So it's just facebook.com forward slash Helfreya Band okay. is where you can find us. And it's Helfreya with one L. So H-E-L-F-R-E-Y-A. Okay. And you can also find us on Instagram, same Hellfreya band on Instagram. Um, yeah, and then we're also on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp. Um, I don't think we update our Bandcamp very often with our events, but uh, both Facebook and Instagram will have the events up there. Cool. 
and the records on Bandcamp, which is the important part, right? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to go find our record? It's on Bandcamp. Yeah. Click on the thing, our link tree thing. We have a, a link tree now yeah. with all of the places where you can find us. So if you if you do that, then you'll you'll have no trouble finding where we are on the internet. It's just one link. Yay. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing a show. I'm, I'm glad to hear. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting news when anyone is doing a show, just because there's so few and far between <laughs> right now. But it, it's, it's got to be nice to, to to know that that's coming up after all the work that you've put in, you know, with recording the album and 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 getting it ready to go, and then being stuck in this bizarre situation that everyone's in. So, uh, again, like congratulations for being able to do a show because it's not something you can say about everyone. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully you get a good turnout, uh, even with the the audience limit. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to hear. Good to hear you got a record out. And uh, I can't imagine how busy you are, Violet, with two bands playing two drastically different kinds of music at the same time. Yeah, that's that's been that's been a lot of fun actually. Um, but I really enjoy being with Halfreya because. Uh, it allows me to expand what I do, and it uh, it's allowed me to expand my vocal style quite a bit as well. Okay. So I've surprised a few people. There's been a few people who have heard uh, heard what I've done with uh, with 19 and with the Keen and the Kind, and then they hear the Halfreya stuff and they go, "Whoa, that's you!" Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah, believe yeah. It. yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have a preference? So I mean, I know you have to say that this um, band's your favorite because you're talking to these guys right now, but. <laughs> Should I ask you later? <laughs> Music is my favorite. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Music is my favorite. They're so contrasting that uh, that I like both, and yeah, I I couldn't uh, yeah I couldn't quit either of them. So that's Good. just it. Because there's certain songs that I write. Sometimes I'll write a rock song that's really not suitable for the other band. So well, Keith, you gotta write some rock chords for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. She. Violet is very prolific uh, in her songwriting and in terms of her talent. Uh, so for me, it uh, it's good because if there's something that you know doesn't quite fit what we're doing, she has other outlets, and it, I think it works really well. You know, and there's a couple of songs where uh, when we first started songwriting, for me, it's always been the music first. I just play some music. And then here, give it to the singer. You come up with the songs. And basically my entire life has been like that. So uh, Violet uh, kind of flipped it around on me and brought me some songs she had written the melodies for and lyrics and says, here, write music to this, which was very, very challenging for me personally. I got to tell you. Uh, But uh, several of our, I think, Great songs came out of that process, although it took me at least 20 times longer to come up with the music. <laughs> uh, I think Odin's Prayer, Dreaming were the two, I think, key examples of just here it is, make it happen in reverse. And uh, so that caused me to grow as an artist as well. Uh, I haven't been able to uh, get that skill to the level I quite want to yet. So it's uh, it, it works uh, Again, much easier when we come up with the music. And our, our music creation style is typically uh, we'll show up, say, Trav and I and Russ. We won't say anything to each other. And then we'll just start playing music and recording it. And that can go on for hours with no talking, communication or anything, just switching from one thing to the other. Cool. And then we go back and review that and say, is there something we'd like to elaborate on? And, for example, with uh, Noon, uh, Violet picked up on two notes in a 
90-minute jam session. And she said, can you make a song out of these two notes? <laughs> it was 30 seconds, but yeah, it was like one tiny guitar riff. It was uh, it was in the same instrumental you had sent me that I wrote for Shield Maiden, but it was at the very beginning. It didn't fit the rest of, of the jam. And I said, oh, this 30 seconds over here, I wrote a song to that to that whole vibe right there. Yeah, <laughs> he was cool. like, you wrote a whole song to, to this one tiny little two-note thing? I'm like, yeah, it's me. Hi, what's up? <laughs> nice to meet you. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, been, it's been very fun to try all these different songwriting styles, I got to tell you. Right on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have, like, five more for you to figure out there, Keith. <laughs> Looking forward to it.